0: where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 206, Another Bowl of Turkey Soup. And I am your host, and I'm back wait a minute, you didn't even know I was not here. What in the world am I talking about? I'll tell you in just a minute, but right now we are 156 days, 12 hours, 1 minute, and 17 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So you guys did not know that when last week's episode released, I was actually in Guatemala. So I left last Wednesday morning early and flew to Atlanta, made a connecting flight, and flew to Guatemala City with my dad and my oldest brother, whereupon arrival in Guatemala City, we jumped into a minivan, drove two hours to the coast of the Pacific Ocean, and fished for marlin, sailfish, and mahi. For the next three days. And we had an incredible time. The lodge that we stayed in was awesome. The food that was served to us was amazing. The people in Guatemala are extremely nice. And very hospitable. And very happy too. Oh yeah. And I almost forgot. The fishing was amazing. So it was just me, my brother, and my dad on the boat fishing. Well, of course, we had two deckhands and... A captain but the three of us were the only ones fishing. The first day we raised 12 sailfish and caught nine of those and we caught 12 mahi or as they're known throughout the southeast Dorado and mm-hmm. as they're also known dolphin fish and had just an incredible time. We got to experience a lot of things that we'd never experienced before but we did not raise a marlin on day one day two of fishing we actually raised four marlin and caught two well let me expand on that a little bit caught and released two so I caught my first marlin on this trip also caught my first sailfish on this trip and I've always wanted to catch a marlin after having caught a marlin I'm not going to say that I don't ever want to do it again because I'm pretty sure that I do, but I think I'll take a little bit of a break from it. (laughs) I only fought my marlin for six and a half minutes. We got it to the boat. The deckhands guesstimated the weight to be about 300 pounds, and we took some pictures and released it. Not even two hours later, we raised another marlin, and it was my brother's turn, and we got that marlin on the hook. He fought that Marlin for 25 minutes before getting him to the boat, getting some pictures, and releasing him. The captain estimated that Marlin to be about 350 pounds. And it was an amazing experience. I mean, it's awesome. And those of you who are listening who have caught marlin or sailfish, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've never caught one or you've never even seen video of one being caught, then I'm probably going to point you to YouTube to see some of those videos. But I will be posting some of the videos from our trip to Guatemala on the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook page. And I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. Oh yeah, on day two we caught only two sailfish. And gosh, we probably caught another 10 or 12 mahi or dorado. On day three, we did not catch a sailfish and we did not catch a marlin. We didn't even raise a marlin. But the seas were brutal that day. Starting out, I would say we were anywhere from six to eight foot seas. And as the day went on, the seas got calmer and on our way back in i would say we were probably two to four foot seas but it was pretty brutal the first oh four hours of eight hours on the water i think i hit my head on the top of the boat two times from rocking and rolling in the waves i think it may have done some good it may have knocked some sense into me but regardless we caught i think nine or ten dorado the last day And one of the things that we did two out of the three days on the boat was we had the deckhands cook fresh mahi for mahi sandwiches on the boat for lunch. And it's incredible. I mean, it just doesn't get any more fresh than that. It does not get any more fun than that eating fresh fish that you've caught on an amazing trip like that with two of your very best friends and so it was just an all-around great experience and I will be doing that again. Now I'm not sure when but I will be doing that again sometime in the not too distant future. Now you guys who have been listening to the show for quite a while you know that my dad is the one who is responsible for getting me into hunting and fishing and he took time off of work took time away from the rest of his family to get us boys out into the woods to experience all the wonderful things that Mother Nature has to offer. Now it's stuck with only two of us boys. That's my oldest brother and me. And so we actually gave my dad this trip for Christmas and his birthday. Just as a way to say thank you for all that you've done for us. And you guys with young children that are very into hunting, you know exactly what I'm about to say. And that is that when he would go to the store to buy camouflage clothes for himself, he couldn't just buy for himself. He would buy for us kids first, and then he'd buy for himself. When he'd buy ammo, he'd have to buy three times the ammo. You can't buy just one pair of binoculars. You've got to buy three. You can't just pick out one tree stand to go to, to deer hunt. You've got to pick out three or two for those times when one of us would be hunting with him when we were younger. So you guys know what kind of a sacrifice you make to get your kids into the woods and for them to experience the great outdoors. And this trip that my brother and I bought for our dad and took our dad on was our way of saying that we know the sacrifices that he made To get us out into the woods and that we appreciate him for doing that and so it was a very special trip for us it was again just an amazing experience and I am so thankful that we got the opportunity to do that so for right now that's enough with my fishing stories and let's have some turkey soup and hey this bowl of turkey soup has some pretty good news scattered around through it. So, listen closely. Oh yeah, and that's a little teaser because the first ingredient in turkey soup is some good news. So, the Secretary of the Department of the Interior, Ryan Zinke, has done us all a great big favor by opening up 30 more wildlife refuges for hunting and fishing opportunities. Now, hunting and fishing are only allowed on national wildlife refuges if those activities do not conflict with conservation. Well, Mr. Secretary, I say open them up because we all know that hunting and fishing are conservation. And the great news is that the Secretary feels the same way that we do. So the National Wildlife Refuges that are now open for turkey hunting. Now there's a list of refuges that are open for other types of hunting, but I'm only going to talk about the ones that are now open for turkey hunting for the 2018 and 2019 seasons. The first one is Lake Woodruff National Wildlife Refuge in Florida. The second one is the Umbagog, and I probably mispronounced that, Umbagog National Wildlife Refuge in Maine and New Hampshire, and the Edwin B. Forsyth National Wildlife Refuge in New Jersey. Did you catch the one in Florida? It's located in Osceola country, by the way. Hey, these are national wildlife refuges that have never been open to hunting. And so at least for the first couple of years, we hunters should be able to get on these national wildlife refuges and hunt some critters that have not been pressured like a lot of the critters on a lot of the other public land that's out there for us to hunt, especially the limited amount of public land that we have in the southeast. So this is A great opportunity for us. And Secretary Zinke is catching grief for opening up more opportunities for us hunters and fishermen to enjoy our hobbies, our passions. So, here's what I want you guys to do. Those who oppose us are very vocal. A lot of times, we, the hunters, are not. So, shoot an email to Secretary Zinke's office. The email just has to have something in the subject line. You don't need to put anything else in the email, in the body of the email, unless you just want to. And I recommend just saying in the subject line, thank you for opening up more hunting and fishing opportunities on public lands, on our public lands. That's all it's got to say. His email address is e x s e c at i o s dot d o i. Dot gov That's exsec at I-O-S dot D-O-I dot G-O-V. Now, if you do want to put something in the body of the email, just ask him to open up more opportunities. Remind him because he does get it; he does already know. But just remind him that hunters and fishermen are conservationists, and that we can help further the cause of conservation. On national wildlife refuges okay next up fall turkey season in massachusetts opens october the 22nd and it runs through november the 3rd now in massachusetts there's no hunting on sundays and in the fall hunting all day is allowed but it's not allowed all day long in the spring and in the fall hunters can harvest no more than one bird each, but that bird can be either sex. Now, the annual limit for turkeys in Massachusetts is two birds, so if you've killed your two in the spring, well, you don't get to hunt fall turkeys in Massachusetts. Next up is Washington State, and I think I told you guys in an earlier episode that Washington State has extended its fall turkey season to run from 9-1 through 12-31. That is four solid months of fall turkey hunting. Well, what I did not know, and I did not tell you at that time, is that fall turkey hunters are required by law now to wear hunter orange. Officials there cite that the extensive overlap of deer and elk seasons with the turkey season now can present some additional dangers for turkey hunters, and they want all hunters in the woods in the fall and winter to wear Hunter Orange. Now, coming in a little bit closer to home for me, the Mississippi Commission of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks has voted to require mandatory harvest reporting for. Turkeys now. So successful Mississippi hunters will be required to report their harvest using the smartphone app or by calling the reporting phone number. The hunter is required to initiate the harvest reporting process prior to moving the harvested animal. If the hunter does not have a smartphone or a cell phone, then he or she must fill out a harvest report card that is issued by the department. And this reporting of the harvest must take place before 10 p.m. the day of the harvest. I got a quickie for you. Vermont's fall turkey season opens on October the 20th. New Hampshire's fall turkey season opens on October the 15th, and it runs through October the 21st. This is a one-week either-sex season in New Hampshire. New York fall turkey season opens on October the 20th and runs through November the 2nd. The fall bag limit is one bird in New York now, either sex. I think that changed about two years ago. I think it used to be two birds in the fall, but it's now just one bird as of a couple of years ago. Here's some more good news. Kentucky hunters received an early Christmas present from their Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. So the KYDFWR reached an agreement with two landowners two landowners that has opened more than 35,000 acres in Floyd, McGoffin, Pike, McCreary, Letcher and not counties. Now, the department is pretty stoked about the additional elk hunting opportunities that this acquisition offers, but they say that this area should be very good for turkey hunting as well. Ingredient number nine today is that fall turkey season has already opened for archery in Oklahoma. It actually opened October the 1st. The fall archery season runs through January the 15th, 2019. That is a nice long turkey hunting season. Now the fall gun season for turkeys opens November the 3rd and runs through November the 16th. The fall bag limit, whether you're archery hunting or gun hunting, is one bird. Now mixed in with all this good news going in our turkey soup today is something, well, I don't know what you want to call it. But in an attempt to thoroughly confuse and frustrate hunters, The Ohio Division of Wildlife wants to remind hunters that they are required to make their own game tag to attach to their fall turkeys after harvest. Tags can be made of any material, cardboard, plastic, paper, etc., and it must contain the hunter's name, date, time, and county of kill. In addition, all hunters must report their harvest using the automated game check system. Now, hunters can check their harvest online at ohiogamecheck.com or they can call 877 824 4864 or they can visit a license agent. Now, if you're a landowner who is exempt from purchasing a turkey tag, you have to call a different phone number. You have to call 866 703 1928 for operator assisted game check service. Oh, and by the way, you landowners who are exempt from purchasing a turkey tag, you will have the privilege, and trust me, it's a privilege, of paying a $5.50 convenience fee to report your harvest. Now, after doing that, you have to put your right foot in and take your right foot out. You have to put your right foot in and then you shake it all about. Seriously, Ohio Department of Wildlife, shouldn't we be making laws and regulations using technology that makes recording harvests easier and more convenient? And really, you can't print your own harvest tag and mail it to purchasers of those tags a couple of weeks before the season? Hey, charge us a dollar or two more for a fall license or tag to cover the additional cost. We'll pay it. I mean, this is crazy. All right, now maybe I should give the Ohio Department of Wildlife the benefit of the doubt and say they just didn't have the time to get their ducks in a row with printing tags and mailing those out because maybe just maybe, this law was passed or changed too close to the opening date of their fall season. Really, though? Really? Okay, the season in Ohio opens October the 13th, and it ends November the 25th. Now, seriously, I am making a much bigger deal over this than needs to be. But I'm doing so primarily because Ohio has made that entire process of tagging and harvesting turkeys more confusing and more difficult than it needs to be. Landowners have a different phone number to call. you got to make your own tag. Okay. Our final ingredient in this week's pot of turkey soup is this. Indiana turkey hunters should be ready to get into the woods if they are not already doing so. Fall gun season opens October the 17th and it runs through October the 28th. Now that's only in select counties, but archery season is already open, and it runs through October the 28th, and then archery season opens again on 12-8, and it runs through 1-6 of 2019. In Indiana, the fall bag limit is one bird, either sex. and now we just add a little bit of salt and pepper, and we're done. Hey, if you guys want to see some of the pictures and videos from my trip to Guatemala, then go on over to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook fan page. I'll be posting some of those highlights of that trip there for those of you who are interested in checking that out. And if you have any interest in catching some big 80 to 90 pound sailfish, mahi, or maybe even a marlin or two, and want the captain's contact information, then shoot me an email to andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. It's a trip I really don't think that you'll regret taking. Lastly, I've got a favor to ask of you. Please don't forget to send me pictures of your fall turkeys. And yes, turkey selfies are still much appreciated. You can email those to me or... Post them on the Facebook fan page. However you want to do that is fine. But I love seeing you guys with your turkeys. It makes me smile. All right, that's all that I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in.